Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is Pastor Adam, of course, and this is episode 94 Um, which is hard to believe that we've had 94 episodes, but this is 94, and this is the ninth, I believe, probably the last one, we haven't decided completely yet, in our series called Symptoms of a Dead Church, where we're basically talking through the decline of the church in America, the steep decline of the church in America, and we've We've had all kinds of guests on. Today, I have another guest that's on with me for this. Um, uh, Marcy Hodges is here with me. Marcy, say hey. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm waving. I know you can't see me, but I'm waving at you. <laughs> Marcy is here. Marcy is an avid uh, uh, Messy walk, walk podcast listener. We're thankful for that. Um, for a long time, she was our only one. So when we would say, hey, yeah, all I'm seven that, of you I'm listen. that one listener that looks forward to it every Wednesday morning. <laughs> so she's been listening for a long time. She's a mom, she's a grandma, and she's also um, a flight attendant and has has been for a long time. I am. Is that the correct name, flight attendant? Is that the right it word? It is. Yeah. You know, I'll still answer to stewardess, but you know, what the heck? You know, it's, <laughs> it's just a labeling. It's still the Whatever same job. And so she travels all over the world um, all the time, actually. Matter of fact, we were just talking about the fact that you're going to be walking out of here um, from recording and heading towards Hawaii. I am. Um, so uh, yeah. won't be there long, uh, but... Uh, I know everyone says, ooh, wow, Hawaii. Well, you know, don't don't. It's it's not that big a deal because I'm there for maybe 48 hours and then I'll I'll be back. I'll be back. So I asked Marcy to be on one. Um, you know, because obviously she's listened to a lot of these. She understands the context of the podcast. But your perspective, um, various different things. I mean, I know you personally, so various different things in your personal life, but also just just the fact of you experiencing different cultures and people, even if it's for short bursts of time. You know, right. you're in different cities and places and around, you're, you're around all kinds of different people oh, yeah. every single day, right? Yeah. And so I think, and as a, as a devout Christian and Christ follower and has been for a long time, um, I just think you bring a cool perspective to this idea, you know, this thought. So anything you want to share with us about yourself before we move forward so we know you a little bit better? Well, let's see. I've been January 2nd. I will have been married 35 years. 35 years, now, and it's now to people, Billy. Now, now, yeah, and to Billy. And people ask you, well, what is the success of a 35-year marriage? Don't live together for 365 days. <laughs> We've been married 35 years, and for 17, the first 17 of those years, Billy traveled. Because right, he was right. in the racing business, so he was gone every Thursday to Sunday. Then he just suddenly announces, I am tired of traveling, I'm getting off the road. And I'm like, so we're going to live together for 365 days? <laughs> So we did it for one year, and I said, it's my turn to get on the road. So that's when I started traveling. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's 35 years, January 2nd. Distance makes the heart grow fonder it, is it, the old it, phrase, it, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll say that. So you miss each other a little bit, but you also get to avoid uh, some of those stupid little fights that happen because of nothing, just because you're around each right. other all the time. So. Yeah, when we're around each other for a while, I'm like, oh, you know what? It's time for me to pick up a trip. I think I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to go off to another city somewhere. Oh, when it's good. cold here, I think I'll go to San Juan and get warm. That's good. So, that's yeah. good advice. And it ha- I forgot, you know, I always think about you traveling. And even though I've talked to your husband, Billy, a bunch of times, um, 
uh, Billy's been on a bunch of our trips with Casas Por Cristo, what we talk about on the podcast all the time. And so um, me and him had all kinds of conversations in the middle of the night and, you know, way too late when we should be sleeping because we got to get up and build a house the next day. Um, and so I know all about the race and stuff and him traveling, but I forget about it. So when I think about you guys, I think Marcy traveling, Marcy traveling. But of course, more than half your, you know, basically half your marriage, he's been the one doing it. Oh, and yeah. And now the other half, it's been you. So, yeah, the church uh, we used to go to in, in uh, Concord, I'd go to church and go, you and Billy still married? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're still married. <laughs> he's just uh, doing a little traveling. Well, that's but. a cool secret, um, little nugget there, nugget of wisdom from somebody nugget who's Nugget of wisdom, don't live together 365 days. But it's, you know, it's all good. Everything's great. We have, we had two kids, um... Cliff is 33, I believe, and um, you know, sadly, we lost our daughter in a car accident about five years mm-hmm. ago, as you know, but she left behind the, the little loves of my life, right. Emma and Owen. Emma is nine, and Owen is six, and then Cliff is married to an amazing woman, Sarah, and uh, she's, she's, she's my rock, Right. and uh, they have my grandson, Evan, who is three, and... Yeah, it's um, public now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, by the time this podcast, I did it will be, yeah. I did text Sarah before I came here and said, can, can I announce it? And she said, well, when is the podcast coming out? I said, I don't know, maybe next Wednesday. She said, well, we'll we're going to make an announcement. I'm like, but now you said it's not coming it's out until after out. the first of yep, the year. Yep. So I can say that Evan's going to be a, a big brother to twins twins oh my in goodness June. yeah yeah you, you guys so you're going from uh you're going from three grandchildren to five five right in instantly June. yeah Ooh. my I, we're just we're just over the moon yeah, we are so. excited god is good we have been truly blessed and the two children from your daughter that's why you're going to hawaii yes yeah. heading to hawaii to pick them up to they're coming back here to uh Spend the Christmas yeah, with live, us and they spend live in, a few months. They live in Hawaii because uh, Dad is in the military. Dad is so in the military. Stationed in He's Hawaii. in the Navy. Yep. Yes, and there's some changes going on in his world out there. So we're bringing them uh, back here to stay with us for a little while. Cool. So we're we're excited about it. Just been really busy getting things. I think it's the first Christmas that I think we just talked about it that that we've had the grandkids yeah. here because yeah. Cliff and Sarah, Cliff, Sarah is from Toledo. So they usually go to Toledo for Christmas, which completely understand. Yeah, yeah. I usually work on Christmas, but it's my choice. I'll usually pick up an amazing overnight. Like um, last year I went to overnighted in Charleston and Billy came with I remember me. remember you and telling me about it. Yeah. One year I, I, we overnighted in, in New York. It, it, we just, I just pick a really cool overnight and then Billy usually comes and joins me. So, so it'll be different this year. It will be. I'll be. It's been a while since I've been home on Christmas, but this is going to be fun. We know God is good, and we don't. You know, we. It's so many ways we can say that and see that, but you know, with the situation of your daughter passing and those children with the father, obviously having to be stationed where you're stationed. And the fact that you happen to be yeah. <laughs> a flight attendant, right, and have access to not just not just doing jobs there, but just access to the industry in general, right? right? I mean, what a cool thing! So you know, um, it, it's funny because I I I don't I don't have to look at the prices of flights because right. I, I fly for free. That's right. one, and not just on our, our airline. I'm right. with Southwest Airline. If anybody wants to know, but I you know I can fly free on on other airlines too. But so I don't look at the prices of airlines and when i when i do look at it it's right. like oh wow people pay a lot to a fly lot. <laughs> 
Very yeah. much so. Very much so. So that's a cool thing. So, Marcy, um, now we know a lot about you. Everybody else does. And now they know um, all the ways in which to stalk you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this whole idea that we've been talking through on the podcast, and you've been listening to the episodes. As a matter of fact, um, Mike Wallace, who was on a previous episode just a couple of weeks ago. Matter of fact, it might have been, I don't know, a couple of episodes ago. It might have been 92 that he was on. Um that is your brother-in-law. Yes. And so, you know, you've listened to that one. You've listened to multiple ones, of course. The, what we're talking through is this whole decline of church in America. And if you're if you're just popping into the podcast new, you can go back and get more detail, especially in episodes one and two on us, the setup of this. But the bottom line of the setup is it's undeniable that the church in America is declining on multiple levels, right? Right. And so if you just go statistically speaking, you have um, – uh, various different t- statistics that are sort of alarming, they show you this. Like one primarily that just happened is for the first time in American history ever, um, there are less than half of the people, so a, le- a now minority of the people in America that belong to, identify as belonging to a church or a fellowship of believers or whatever you want to say, right. just a local congregation of some sort. That actually even includes um, Islam and Judaism, not just Christianity. Christianity is the majority of that. So that'll show you then that it's even lower than the 49% wow. if that's the case. And so that's the first time that's happened. And so that that would be indicative of church membership, right? Um, and not right. necessarily just membership, but those, those believing that or feeling like they belong to one. So that's one stat. And then you've got the, um, the, the fastest growing religious affiliation in our country is the nuns. The N O N E S, the people that no longer identify as anything. Right. That number is increasing and growing faster. And then all of the age groups. So we can go back to every age group alive right now. Let's go. Let's go all the way to baby boomers and go all the way through right into to to Gen X and Gen Z and millennials and not just young people. All age groups that we have. Um, they are decreasing in their identification as Christians. And so it's not just that the older people are dying off, and so the younger people don't, aren't as Christian anymore, and so the reason it is because the older people are dying off. No, the older people are also increasingly um, not identifying as a Christ follower. And so wow. if you've got people, if you've got every generation currently alive, um, not as many of them identifying as Christ followers, and then you have an increase in the amount of people that are identifying as nuns, you have the statistic and the church membership thing. It's just drastically decreasing, not to mention church attendance is on the, on, on the you know, sinking too. So, right. And then we take those stats, of course, and we also pair them up with our own personal experiences. And so it's not just stats. I mean, I can tell you from personal experience that, that I feel and see this in, in the church world all the time. Um, and we aren't we aren't talking through. I've been. I want to make sure I said this on every episode of this. We're not talking through this to complain and right. to whine. Right? We got enough Christians who whine. We don't need any more. Um, we don't. We're not trying to do wine and cheese right now. So right. Um, we're not saying it to whine, and we also aren't saying it to blame the people in the world who don't believe or don't know Christ and say it's their fault. Right? We don't want to do that. What we're doing is bringing up the problem so that we can. Trying to resolve figure out a, a solution, problem. right? Yeah. Like you can't fix anything, right? If you don't know what your what the problem is, and so I think it's been incredibly important for me. Like I don't know if this podcast series helps anybody else listening other than me, and if it's just me, then I'm fine with it because it helps me as a church leader look and see. All right, what do we need to do? How do we need to do it? What, what's what's causing this? Where are the holes? You know that kind of stuff, so that we can work through helping. 
uh, the mission of Jesus be larger and larger and larger and you reach more and more people. You, you know? can't fix and you can't change what you don't acknowledge. You cannot. You cannot. I, and I'm, you know, Valerie and I have talked about this in our marriage. Um, we've been married 22 years, and we say all the time, you know, you you can't you can fix anything if you know what you're dealing with. Right. Like you can deal with anything if you know what you're dealing with. But if you don't know what you're dealing with, then how could you ever really do anything about it? And it seems like if we don't know what we're dealing with, then the solutions that we try are just shots in the dark rather than being, you know, oh, we can target we can target this. You know, like we were just talking on a, one of the episodes of this series on the fact um, we were talking about young people. We'll do a little bit more of that today. And we got to the point where we were like, well, if we increase young leaders having access and and being able to lead things at a younger age, then that will help fix this problem, right? And so we can know what we're doing about it. We talked well one episode about men not stepping up to the plate, and we thought, well, if we can right. if we can know that, then maybe we can do things differently to be able to assist and help with that, um, you know, in the future. And so that's the idea, right? So um, I'm going to do Marcy what I did with everybody else on the podcast. I'm going to give you about, I gave you about, let's see, about 30 minutes worth of notice is about it um, to come up with, like, what do you think, um, you know, your first response, your first kind of thought, what do you think um, is a reason that the church in America is in steep decline? Um, So you just got to come up with what you think, and then we talk through it. You know, like we said, I've been listening to the podcast, so I know all the things that have come out, and, and it's been a combination of... A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff, yeah. And, and you know, a lot of it has been very thought-provoking. Yeah. You know, Mike's, Mike Wallace's, you know, what, what was it, two weeks ago, I think yeah. we talked mm-hmm. about, that it came out. It was very thought-provoking for me because when we, you know, I always thought of myself as being the spiritual leader of the family, mm-hmm. but it started out that way. But it did not um, – Billy ended up getting – on board with it you know when the kids were born i was going to raise them in church but with billy traveling it was going to be up to me so i we found a church we we fell in love with and then in trying to get billy to come it was hard because he's like you know it's sunday it's you know i have this one sunday off and i don't want to go to church but when he got on board we were in church every sunday morning sunday night and wednesday so you know it, it it he ended up Stepping up and being the spiritual leader right, of the family. Right. So um, when that happened, that's what we were talking about in the episode. We weren't yeah. trying to be sexist in any way. No, right? No, not at all. And you guys need to understand. I'm sitting across a strong-headed woman right now. You're like, so this is not. There's none of that going on here. No. Like we were saying on the episode. That was episode 91, by the way. 91 with Mike Wallace. I had to look it up just now. Um, we were saying is is that there is something there. We don't know what it is, but there's something there. When the man gets involved in something, Absolutely. it becomes a priority for the family. It may, you know, it, we can take it down the spiritual leadership realm, and I think it's absolutely true. We can also take it down there selfish. And so what they end up doing is, is whatever they want is what they make their families do, right? Yep. You know, so yep. if it's negative, if it's like, no, we don't do this. I want to be me. I want to do this. Then that's what the families do. But there's something there to it, you know. Well, you know, and I won't, I won't rehash that. Let everybody go back and listen to it because it really was an amazing mm-hmm. podcast. Because there were some things that Mike brought up that was that was really amazing. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, it's it's not a sexist thing at all. Right. It's a man stepping up to the plate, right, and being the not just the spiritual leader of the family, but the leader of the family, right, and the commitment of the family, mm-hmm. which goes to what. 
the question you right, asked right. me about, What's yours? What's what was you my right. opinion, um, I, I think these days a lot of people have trouble with commitment and authority. The, mm-hmm. Stepping up, doing anything in life takes commitment. You know, um, committing to a job, it's, it takes work. Committing to a church, mm-hmm. you know, it, it does take work. Committing your life to a marriage, it takes work. You don't just commit it, commit to it, and then it's easy breezy. Right. And the same thing with committing yourself to a church or to God. It is, it's, it's not like, okay, yeah, God is now, I'm, I am now following God. Right. God is my, my Lord and Savior, and life is easy breezy. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't ever have to work again. We don't, it's just, life is going to be a bed of roses, and, and life is great. Yeah. But it's not like that. It still takes work. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Life does get hard, and then you have to dig your heels in and, and um, follow the Word of God. So anything you do in life takes yeah. commitment, and I think some people are afraid of that commitment. I think you're right. When you were talking through it, I, you know, we, me and you just chatted briefly before we started, but you know, this idea that there is a massive lack of commitment. Now, where we went, where we started to go, that when we talked about it, is we started to go to like young people lacking commitment, and which is true. But then, when about two seconds for the conversation, we realize it's not just young people. It's it's this current time frame that we live in. Right. Everybody struggles with commitment. Right. Right. And you just brought up three things. You brought up church, you brought up work, and you brought up marriage. All of those things, um, all of them are experiencing, at least have in the last 20 years or so, um, less commitment to each. So the reason I said, like, so for example, people used to get a job and stay at that job for 20, 30, 40 years, right? They may have two or three distinct career job changes, but then they would hit one and they would stay with that company, right? Specifically that company. That's why pensions existed and were so big right. and they're gone away now. Like That's where these things existed. You get the job in that company and you stay with that company. That's not the case anymore. Ten years at workplaces are now extremely short, right? right? Same thing with churches, right? And so, so us being committed to a church is different and, and marriages, Marriages yep. are, they don't last as long now as they used to, statistically speaking, right? So how many people, you know, how long they spent in the marriage before it ended or before somebody passed away or whatever it may be. And so it's not just young people, it's across the board, right? And you and I were talking about this commitment thing, about um, the ways that we saw the fact that that this is definitely cultural peace is we brought up... Um, cell phones and subscriptions and things like that right, that we do, right? like right like, what were we saying about cell phones uh, marcy that you know you don't have to commit right contracts yep. yeah we used to it all everything used to be contracts oh yeah i mean it all used to be contracts right yeah. you got you you had to get television at your house Up, oh, that's my alarm i'll have to tell you guys a little while later I, I was supposed to turn it off before it hit but uh that's my I have to eat alarm um, <laughs> because the doctor's been getting on me but you, you um you know we brought like before with television if you had to get cable or direct TV, mm-hmm. they came out, they installed, you signed a contract. Right. Right now you download your favorite streaming app or whatever and it's, you know, no no obligation, right? You just do it nope. and you cancel it any time. Cancel it any time is that phrase that we like, you know. You know? Yep. Um, it's not worth their they, they say it's not the the contract's not worth the paper it's written on. Mm-hmm. You can get out of it. You can yep. break it. They don't even exist really anymore, you yep. know, for the most part, for what we commit to. And so I think obviously that is 
true of all of us. Like it's it's all of us that that's the case, not just young people. There is a lack yeah. of commitment, and that would go to that statistic at least of church membership or belonging to a church, and then of course attendance. It would go to that or involvement because that's one of the reasons why you would see that decrease is, you know, if there's, it's not just the church itself. It is a mindset of commitment, right? Right. A mindset of commitment. And when Marcy brought this up, it made me, made me immediately think of some notes we had taken and we hadn't used on this for why, why would we be less likely in today's society to commit? What would be causing that, right? I don't, I mean, you can say all kinds of stuff about it, right? But I, I think that it might go to in into that there is a declining trust. You said authority, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. There's a declining trust in authority. Um, like people, people will still trust authority when the authority has earned their confidence, but they are less, they are much slower to trust authority. And so you, everybody starts out with suspicion, right? right. And so we start out yep. with suspicion. We start out with, well, I don't know about that. I don't know about this. And, and we have to um, earn that trust very, very, very slowly over time. But then we take it away real fast. Like when something happens, we'll, we'll lose it instantly. We'll I was pull just it thinking away. that same yeah. thing. Yep. We'll pull it, that stuff away. Yep. And so you, you have to think about how is the church – um, exercising their authority in a way that gives people confidence in them. And so people are less likely to commit because I think there is a decline in trust in the authority of institutions in particular. Right. Right. I mean, we were talking about this before, like, like companies, institute, the inst- you know, like people used to be very trusting of institutions. Right. I mean, think about exactly. And you've, you've lived through this, like, you know, there was there was much more trusting of the government, you know, years ago than yep. there is now. I mean, I don't even I don't know anybody right now if you polled them, no matter where they fall politically, right, left, right, I don't care where they fall, that's going to tell you I trust the government. Right, that's exactly <laughs> right. I don't and know anybody, can, and you can even go as far as to say, you know. Um, companies who take donations for mm-hmm. various oh, yeah. organizations, there, there, there has become a decline in trust in even those kind of things. Yep. You know, oh, should we give? Where does their? Where does where it go? are they really mm-hmm. right? Where does it go? Where are they really spending that money? Is it really going to the kids, or is it yep. going to to more to the workers than it is the kids? You know, so there's there's a lack of trust in in even that. Absolutely. And that's across the board. And of course, if that's happening, if that's happening in our lives with regard to uh, you know business, and it's happening with regard to schools, right? So it's the same thing with universities. You know, yep. it used to be that university is a great university. My family loves it. This is where we've always gone, upstanding reputation or whatever. And then you know, over time, it's like, no, I don't know about that. I want to check that out more. Whatever it may be, if if that's happening in all the areas of our life. It's going to happen in the church too. Oh yeah, and and a distrust or a slow to trust, and trust and commitment go together. I think you know, like they would have to. You don't you don't commit to something that you don't trust. Correct. Right? I mean, I don't think you do. No. You know, and there was there was may have been in the past there may have been some more blind trust, like we were quicker to trust. You know, 
versus like so now I'm going back to that stupid TV thing. I live in the sticks. We don't we can't get internet. So I still have to do like direct TV and stuff. Ten years ago, I would have said, Oh yeah, sign a contract, no problem. Now when we look at that stuff, I'm like, nope, I'm trying to look at this. I need to figure this out. I'm, how's this company trying to get me? Right. Where am I, what am I going to be stuck in? You know, like I've got to really look through this. Whereas before I'd have just been like, no, that's just, I'll trust them. No problem. You know, it's, it's no big deal. But now it's so, it's like you've got to earn it. And, and that is going to affect commitment, don't you think? I mean, absolutely. And I think, I think also the problem is, okay, let's say you, they, they, they did okay. I trust them. I committed. And let's say there's a little glitch that comes up. They're a little quicker to jump ship. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's a frightening thing because, you know, and, and I think I even posted it after I forgot who you were speaking with. This has been a couple of podcasts ago that you were talking about the church and, and, um, how there is no perfect church. Right. And I posted, you know, a, a, a former pastor of, of ours in, Concord used to say, if you find that perfect church, then you better leave because you're going to mess it up. <laughs> yes. I remember you and I talking about this. Like, yeah. There is no perfect church, you know? No. And one reason it's not perfect is because you're in it, right? But two, I mean, it's, there's, there, there is, and there is no perfect company. There's no nope. perfect anything. No. But I do think that there, that obviously there is this, I don't know, the, the, maybe these things have been exposed so much, we've seen things so much, the internet has helped us yes. see and understand things on a different level that, you know, we Social just don't... Social media is a big thing. Yeah. I, I really, it, we didn't hear about the things back many years ago. They still went on, but we didn't hear about it. Well, now people are hearing more about it. And you hear about it instantly. Con- right? Yes, right. instantly. Yeah. Instantly. When it so happens. Like before, you may have gotten some expose piece from the New York Times on this corruption in this or church or whatever, but it would take forever for that to get out and then for it to be disseminated. I mean, of course, that still took, that still was fast compared to hundreds of years ago, but now it's instant, it's constant, and it's everybody's opinion on it, you know, so. Exactly right. right Everybody has an opinion about everything. Absolutely. And they're not afraid to post it. Yep. And they will post it um, and for, for everybody to read, but it's, their opinion. Absolutely. You know, people ask me, oh, flight attendant. Wow, that's that's a cool job. You love your job. And I'm like, well, you know, it's not perfect. Right. It has its, no it has its ups and downs, perfect. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my, <laughs> that's, that's great, my I didn't flight. even think about it that. It has I'm its sorry. ups and downs. That's usually my joke. <laughs> that's a good joke. You took joke. it from me. That's a good joke. But, but I didn't you, even know that I was making it. Yes, it has its ups and downs. And that that's the truth. And it's like that in anything, you know. Is my marriage perfect? No. Right. Pastor Adam, is your marriage perfect? Absolutely not. No. But are we going to jump ship? No, nope. not after 35 years. Yeah, we're, we're no, vested we're, there. I think right. we're committed by now. Um, yeah, and, 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 and I trust her, and she trusts me. Exactly. Right? Exactly. There's a trust there. Yeah. And same thing with the church. You know, you 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 hit a little glitch, and you're like, are you going to jump ship? No. You know, I still trust the church. Right. I trust the pastor. Right. I trust his his leadership. So, no, I'm not going to. Do I? It, it, does that little glitch bother me? Maybe. Yeah. But it'll go away. You know. I remember sitting down with somebody one time, and they were, um, you know, they were telling me why they were leaving the church, 
which happens all the time. Most time people don't tell you, though, by the way. Right. Um, and so I really appreciate it when this happens. But they were going to say, you know, we're, you know, whatever the reason is. And that's, and that's a, by the way, that's, that, that should happen. People, God is going to call people in certain seasons to certain places and certain things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but they said, you know, we like, this was their actual words, we like seven out of ten things about the church. Um, but there's three we don't. And so we talked to the three. And then I ended up saying um, that this is my church. Like, I helped plan it. And I don't even like seven out of ten things. <laughs> so I think that's pretty good. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's just there's going to be stuff. There's going to be things there. But yeah. if we are in a cultural situation of um, slow to trust and, and quick to take it away, then that is going to affect commitment in general, right? And right. I think that me and Marcy were talking about it. I think that the 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 church people people see the church as an institution or an organization, um, and so they put it in the same category of commitment and trust, just like those other things we were talking about. The problem is, is that's not really what the church is. Like the, the church is a movement. It's not really an organization That's or an right. institution. And so we have, as, as the church, as a church body, and I don't just mean church leadership. I mean, I mean anybody who is a Christ follower. Um, the episode that we did before your episode, 93, we talked about this idea. Like, we need to reframe the idea of the church because the church is not the people in the building. You know, we used to grow up, the church is a building. And we were like, no, the church is not a building. And then it's like, the church is the people in the building. Actually, that's not true either. The church are, is the Christ followers who right. are in the building, right? Like, the Ooh, Christ yeah. followers are there. And so, when I say that that the church has got to pull back and think through these things. I don't just mean leadership and I don't just mean people attending church. I mean, like if you are a Christ follower, then you are the church itself. And the church has some fault in helping create um, this lack of trust and this lack of, it, that then causes the lack of commitment that you're talking about. Right. right. Um, so, so when we were talking through this and I hadn't thought about, thought about this until Marcy and I said it, but what are we doing with people when we bring them to church? Like, are we asking them to commit? Or is commitment even something that we are even acting like is a is something they should do? Are we like? Are we just like the uh, your favorite streaming app or music app that just wants you to consume it? And there's no real push, or there's no real there's no real saying, hey, there you need to commit. And there's a benefit to commit. It's like, so if maybe people are, we know that for sure people are committing less because there's a distrust in general, but maybe they also aren't committing because we don't ask them to commit like at all. Like, I don't mean, I don't mean our church. I mean the church in general overall. The, what I'm saying by this is, is has the church kind of turned into, um, we want you to come in and consume and so come in and have a seat and take a seat and enjoy the show right and then um and then maybe we'll we'll maybe we'll pressure you or put or ask you or or tell you to commit at some point but we won't really focus in on that you know what i mean like we're not asking you or or we're not putting something in front of you that desires you to commit to it instead we're setting a tone for you to consume you know, um, hmm. it's like the concert thing, you know, yeah. Marcy, it's like if, if 
what what you do at a concert is is you buy your ticket and you show up and you're committed to that one day, right? But you're not going to buy a ticket and show up every single week. And right. when you're at the concert, they're not asking you to really commit to anything. It's just come and enjoy and be a part of things. And how many of those people who come and enjoy and be a part of things take it on their own self to join the fan club right. of that group or whatever and, and or, or volunteer to serve with the team to haul in and haul out on their next tour that's close by them or nobody, right? The small, smaller percentage of people. Um, and so maybe we have, I mean, do you, do you think that, I mean, you have to you have to speak from your own personal experience. I, I'm thinking through large church in general, not just us. Is are we setting a tone for people not to commit? Well, I can I can tell you this: the church that we started to go to in Concord was a very that I that I, you know, I, I told you I was raised Catholic. Right, right. When the kids were when the kids were born, when Brittany was about three months old. Cliff was about two. We decided, well, we're going to, I'm going to take the kids to church. Right. So naturally, being Catholic, I'm going to take them to a Catholic church. You know, I, that's for a whole nother podcast. That was a nightmare that my son, you know, knocked the collection plate into the floor. And, it, it, you know, the minute we sat down, he said, I'm ready to go. But I was, right. I had a baggie of gummies ready to go. So I knew there had to be more. So we ended up. We ended up um, at an AG church, mm-hmm. a very large church. In Assemblies of God. Anybody yes, knows, knows for that. those yep. who don't know, yep. and Assemblies of God. And it, it was a large church, and it was a wonderful church. So I went Sunday after Sunday, and it's a huge church. And it is a big church, but the more I got involved in the church, mm-hmm. the smaller it became. Yeah. You know, the more I got into choir, the more I got into um, the different ministries right. of the church, the smaller it became. And so that is commitment. That the the more you get committed to a church, the more um, personalized it, yeah. it becomes. Yeah. You know, people talk about well, the churches are just growing. Well, that's because you're not getting involved in it. Mm-hmm. You're not making the commitment. Yeah, the it, church the church must grow. So, so the church has to grow bigger. Yes. The church is never big enough. And the reason I say that is because if there is still people that don't know Christ and need to be brought into the family of God, the church can never be Absolutely. you know can never be too big. Absolutely. But at the same time as it gets bigger, and I don't just mean a local congregation, I mean local and the larger church, as it gets bigger, it must also get smaller, right? It must right. at the same time it must get smaller. You have to be able to connect individually with people in in community with them and be a part of the mission that's there right and i think that i think that maybe on on the whole um we don't we we don't show or i think the church might be scared too and i have felt this at times scared to push commitment and involvement too quick because you understand that people are Hey, I don't know. I'm distrust. You know what I mean? They got their hands back. I'm distrusting. Yeah. I don't know about this, and they're less likely to commit. So you just kind of tread lightly into it instead of being bold about, hey, if this is going to work, if you if this is going to work for you, if this is going to work for the church, if you're going to grow in your faith, you're going to have to be committed here. Um, and and commitment is a huge piece of this, right? I mean, right. I mean, what bigger what bigger do we have for church? And understanding and being a part of a relationship with Jesus, than understanding us committing to Him, and we get the exa- we get the example of how important commitment is because Jesus goes through an incredible amount of things to commit to us. Correct. Right. So it's commitment is a big, big piece, and I think that what we might do too often is tread too lightly 
on people being committed, um, involved, those kind of things. Of course you want it. I'm telling you, every single right. pastor, there ain't a pastor alive who does not want more people committed and involved in the local church. And I wish that people knew the more they commit to it and yeah. the more they get involved with their church, the the um, the I don't want to say smaller it becomes, but the bigger it becomes. Yes, yeah, I agree. You know, and the the bigger you become in reaching others, and and it, the more you, it just the commitment thing is just. I think it's that a major it, thing. I think that obviously what we're saying is is that it is different than the church is different. It's a movement. It's not an organization. It's exactly. not a company. It's not an institution. It it's is different than all the rest yeah. of the stuff that we're talking about. And so, you know, part of and part of church leadership is we have sort of maybe we have a we maybe we've made it too look too much like an institution or yeah. an organization or you know, a concert, like I said before. Maybe we've looked made it look and feel too much like that. And then of course that's ended up leading to people putting it in their minds on the same commitment level as the app they listen to music to or the concert that they go to or their, you know, local school system or government, right? And so it they're going to commit to it the same amount because we sort of present it like it's the same thing. Right. You know, um, there is an increasing, increasing distrust in institutionals, in institutions in the world, you know, like, I mean, for sure. Right. Like we were talking about before with government, with companies, with things like that. Um, brands, like there is a, people are not, you know, people are nowhere near as committed to brands as they used to be, right? There's all kinds of different brands. They feel free exploring. But back in the day, man, if you were a Ford guy, you were a Ford guy. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. You guys were in the racing business and all that. You know. Or, I mean, me growing up, it was a Ford's was a fixer repair daily. That's it. That's me, too. Yeah. Right? And we were, you know, but, you, you know, when you, that's all they would drive. That's all. Yeah. It's like if you were a Ford person, you, you had Ford's. If you were a Chevy, Chevy person, person, you had Chevy's. Chevy. Yep. You fast forward now, you're not going to find that. People got a Chevy sitting in the driveway. They got a Toyota. They done found some exactly. weird off-ball thing that they did. They bought a Saturn for years when they came out. They're trying oh, yeah. electric vehicles and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's just the 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 the, the commitment to or dedication to um, a brand isn't like it used to be. And I think I think that the church has to make sure that we. And I mean, all Christ followers let the world know that the church is not the same as an institution or brand or a company or an organization. Yeah, this is a movement, and commitment to the movement is essential, right? Yeah. You look at any movement throughout history, especially like just take American history. Any movement, what was significant to that movement was commitment from the people in the right. movement, right? That was significant. So you look at the civil rights movement. You know, you look at any of those things. What was what was crucial to the movement were the people committed to it. It didn't matter buildings. It didn't matter money. It didn't matter all those things. It was people committed to that. Right. And and the church is a movement. And and the cool thing is it's a movement for all people. Right. It's a movement for everybody. Nobody's excluded from the church. You know, I'm sorry if a church made you feel that way at some time, but nobody's excluded from the church. Everybody can be involved in God's family. Right. Everybody. And and I think that. Obviously, if we're making it seem too much like an institution, then we are going to create the distrust and we are going to create the lack of commitment. You know, right. I mean, I think about this all the time, you know, like Marcy's been with us over the, you know, for years now, but over the last year and a half, 
there's been a refocus in our local church on the discipleship process and pathway. And it's like, what are, we're supposed to make disciples. What does that look like? And it has helped me go, you know what? We, we, we don't want people just coming and consuming. Right. Right. That's not, that's not what church is. And so we have to be different than the rest of the stuff in the world because our hope, our hope in Jesus is, is a game changer. It's, there's no institution like Absolutely. it. There's no organization like, you know what I mean? Like yep. it, it, it's life changing, um, life altering. It, it is life itself. And I have been really conflicted over the years of, you know, cause I always wanted to be, I always thought that the church should be modern and, you know, like as much as using the culture around us as much as possible to reach people, like I like speak their language. And I still hold Correct. tight. I still hold Absolutely. tight to that. Yep. Still hold tight to that. Yep. But I think that at some points I have been way, um, way less focused on. Yes, we do need to do that, but the church is very different than the rest of the community in the world, yeah. right? And so it's been we we've made it maybe look too much like those things. Um, and I have been too hesitant on telling people about where their commitment level should be and what they need to do instead, because I don't want to seem judgmental. Right. So we brought up the fact that the church is seen as so judgmental. And so, you know, right. you know what I mean? And so yep. it's authoritarian that Correct. you wanted to pull back and be nicer about those things. But what I really have felt over the last year and a half, which is why we focus so much more on this discipleship pathway and process is, is no, we don't just want people sitting in seats. We don't just want people consuming. That is not going to do anything for them. It is them growing in their relationship with God. And every step of growth requires commitment. You know, you have to commit to it. And like you were saying before, Marcy, when you commit to it, the church gets bigger. It gets smaller at the same time on the personal right. level for you. The right. mission gets bigger. You grow in that faith, which you said before, you said it takes work. Right? I mean, like I mean, it, it, this, this thing takes a lot of work. It, it, it's, does. it doesn't just happen overnight. No. And, you know, I wish that people would understand that, that you know, it, it takes a village yeah. to reach the people that we want to reach, to reach just the community, just the neighbors next door or just down the street. It takes more than one person, Absolutely. one pastor or three people. It takes a community. It takes a church. So if it, the more people that get involved, like you talked about the the um, uh Black and white movement mm-hmm. years ago, the, mm-hmm. the, the civil rights movement. The civil yeah. rights movement. Um, you know, it wasn't just one person. Absolutely. It was. It was. You know, thousands of people coming together mm-hmm. to break this chain uh-huh. of the civil rights. And same thing in the church. It's not just one person or two people. It's going to take thousands of people to reach the people that need to know Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're just coming and just consuming. You're you're not getting anything out of it. You might think you are, but if you want to know what you get out of church, yeah, get involved. Yeah, and you'll follow. If you're just consuming, you'll fall away. Oh, something yeah. will happen. Oh yeah, right. Something in the church is going to happen. You're going to go no. Nope, yep. Something not. in your life. Something's going to happen in your life. Like right. if you're just consuming, you will fall away. It's just like everything else we talked about. If you are just consuming a product, if you're just consuming whatever it may be, something will come along that will derail that. You know, right. it's just going to happen, but being connected, right? Being committed is different, right? So there's a commitment that I got to face, right? I can't just walk away and leave. And it's the same thing with our faith. Like, so with the church, 
when something happens, I can't just walk away and believe because I'm committed. Right. right? I have to Correct. fight. I have to battle through that commitment before I can leave. Um, and I have to figure out what I'm going to do with that. It makes me pause. It makes me think. It makes me reflect. It makes me question. It's the same thing with our relationship with God. When we're committed to him, stuff's going to come along to derail oh, yeah. that. I mean, we're going to cause most of it, but most stuff's going to come along to derail it. Stuff happens in our life we don't know what to do with. You know, that stuff happens to us we don't know what to do with. We do things. Um, you know, our feelings change. Our mental health change. We walk through seasons of depression and loneliness and you know we we get our feelings hurt at church something happens we don't like our personal preferences get changed whatever it may be if you're committed to your walk with Christ to walk away from that you have to actually think about it process through it fight through right. it right if there's no commitment there though you just walk away from it that's exactly right i mean it like we were talking about it, you know you you I've been married for 35 years mm-hmm. you know what if something happens tomorrow that my husband, you know, leaves his underwear in the right, floor again? Right, am right. I just going to go, okay, I am done. Right. No more am I going to commit to this marriage because you left your underwear in the floor again. Right. Okay, my husband doesn't ever do that and he's going to kill me when he <laughs> listens to this. But, but you but hit most husbands you, when you said it. You get it, the under- yeah. understanding. You know, you, you, it's, it's a commitment. You go, okay, you know what? We're going to have a powwow about this so that it doesn't happen again. Yeah. You know, but you're committed well, then, there, well, so I'm these little there. things aren't it's derailing. Exactly it. right. right, right. It's not going to de- derail you. Um, but like I said, there is no perfect church. The stats that we see coming out of, we don't have them all yet, but the ones that are coming out of the COVID-related stuff, um, this this trend was already happening before COVID. Like it's been happening since turn of the century, 1999. But um, COVID COVID exacerbated it. COVID made it made it happen quick. It just brought it on faster. Um, it sort of accelerated what was happening. But the numbers that we see coming out of it are the people who end up now not being part of the church anymore. Um, and I don't mean their local church. I mean, they pulled out completely. They stopped going during COVID. They got disrupted. There was a disruption there and they haven't connected back again. What we're seeing across the board, not just our local church across the board is the people that were doing that were the people that weren't committed. Right. So that it, it was, they were not committed. They were people who were, um, and if you take, you, you, there's some tangibles you can understand with commitment. So like for church anyway, um, church involvement and spiritual growth. We know these things come out of spiritual growth. Right. Um, that like if the person was um, a regular tither, right? If they were committed as a regular tither and they had that, and I'm not saying it's not about money. I'm saying that it's about a spiritual growth aspect, that, that they were mature in that area of their life. That was a commitment to God and to the local church. If people were committed in tithing, they returned after COVID. They are involved in the church after COVID. If the person was in a um, in a local community group, like we call it a small group, Sunday school, whatever you want to call it, Bible study, and they were meeting with a group of people, they're connected with a group of people, they um, are returning. They have returned. They are still connected and committed because they were committed to those people too. It wasn't just I'm coming and consuming. Right. Um, if people were committed to a serving team, so they were they were part of, they served in the kids ministry. You know, they served in the youth ministry. They served here. Those people, by by and large, now they're a little bit, a little bit less than those other two categories. They returned. They stayed involved. They stayed because there was commitment there. But if you take somebody who basically was showing up to church on Sunday, right, no matter how their attendance was, they could be somebody who was attending every single Sunday, but they weren't committed outside of that at all. 
Like they weren't regular tithers and givers. They weren't in a group or Sunday school or Bible study. They weren't serving in the church, church community, something like that. Those people, they by and large did not return and have fallen away from the church. And I think if you, and probably also on a high percentage, I'm just guessing, fallen away in their relationship with God some, right? Yep. Because they already they already didn't have the great you already don't have a great growing relationship with God if all you're doing is attending church right, right? exactly and so they they have they're the ones that have fallen away like well, that's the that's the issue you know the whole when when all this COVID stuff happened and the the pastors in the church had to figure out now how do we reach the people mm-hmm. it's amazing you know social media is great they were able to come up with a way where we could be involved in mm-hmm. the church Sunday after Sunday on the TV. Um, but yet keep the COVID Absolutely. distance, mm-hmm. okay? So, and and that was a wonderful thing. And it's a wonderful thing for me when I'm on the road, I can still Absolutely. watch and listen right. to my church service. You still be connected. So mm-hmm. I can still be connected. But those people that were not connected, yep. they're using that as a crutch now. It's a huge crutch. Absolutely. Because now they don't have to commit to a church. Hey, I don't have to come. I don't. I don't have to go to church. Yep. I can watch it at home. You wake up in the morning. Nah, I don't feel like going to church. I think I'll just watch it on TV. And then some of them. Then they slowly fall away from that. Yep. And unfortunately, they feel like, well, if I'm if I'm not in church, do I really have to pay my tithe? Absolutely. No, I don't think so because I'm watching it at home. What so, difference does it make? Right. Yeah, and and it while that's a great thing. I agree. It's it's a crutch. It, it what it is what it creates in us is a sense of false commitment. Yes, like it's not really commitment, but we tell we so tell ourselves we are right. right. It's the same thing as just attending church and doing nothing else. It's a false sense of commitment. I'm committed. No, you're not. Right, really. And then the same thing with the online thing. Like you know, well, I'm going. I'm attending. I'm watching. I'm involved. I'm committed. No, you're not yeah. really. No, right. You're not. What church right. do you go to? Union Church. Do you really go to Union right. Church? Well. I mean, I watch it on TV. Right. And I think the definition for us for a long time has been, not just our church, I mean, just in general, the definition, this is where it's a problem we've created in the church, is the definition for somebody saying, I go to this church. Right. Right? Right? Like, I go to I go to that church. Well, going to it, that that's not any kind of real commitment, you right? Right. Of? Do I belong to this? Belong. This is my church, right? Belong. What you're looking for yes. is this is my church. I'm a part of this church. And I think that, you know, we've given a false sense and, and we've pushed this like church. We've pushed this idea yeah. with false sense of commitment. It's false commitment. That's why it could be chopped so quickly. That's why COVID disrupted it so easily is it was false commitment to begin with. And I think that as church leaders, I know I've done my fair share of this. We get so focused on how many butts we can put in the seats, and we we are giving them an understanding of false commitment, and we're thinking that we're getting an under, dis, a misunderstanding of false commitment too, you right. know, because we if that isn't the be all end all, then that's not real commitment anyway, right? You know, that's not real commitment anyway. It's not it's not anything to it. All the stuff now, all all this church leadership and stats and stuff after COVID say. The people that you had after, as soon as COVID was over with and people started migrating back in, those that was your real church to begin with. So that was your real number anyway, hmm. um, because everybody else were really not committed anyway. They were just attending, and makes sense. It right? does make sense. Yeah, and we go again. We go back to the whole 
commitment thing. Yep, you're right. I do think it's a big one, and I don't think it's really been brought up in any of these other episodes for the most part. I think that that it was an outlier, like a it was almost like a um, you know if if there if the church has a bad reputation, then that's going to lead to people committing less. If the husband, the, the man is not helping and leading the family, then there's less commitment. But I do think that there is a natural sense in our culture of distrust that then leads to a lack of commitment. Um, and if people aren't committing and we're not calling them to be committed, we're not showing them the benefit, like the reasons, the benefits, the requirements of Jesus, not the requirements of us as a church, but the requirements of Jesus to be fully committed. Right. right. He's got to have your whole life. That's what following Jesus means. Right. Correct. He'll give you a lot of grace because never of us are ever going to get this correctly. Right. But until we meet him, we're all going to fail on it. Right. But Jesus is the one calling us to be fully committed to exactly him right. and fully committed to his method for reaching the world, which is the church. Right? Exactly. He, he's picked that method. I don't know why he's picked that method. That's like the first question I want to ask God. When I get, you know, everybody's got that question, <laughs> right? The, you're never going to ask it anyway because you'll see God. You're just going to forget all that stuff. But the, the very first question I want to ask is, why in the world did you pick human beings as the as your primary method to reach the world, right? Why didn't you pick like golden retrievers or something? Because those guys would have did great. Nobody would have said no to Jesus if a if a golden retriever walks up to you and shares the gospel. But people, we are horrible, and, oh, yeah. and me too. And, We're and messy, jacked up like people. I'm like, man, yeah. goodness gracious, like why did you pick this method? But that's it. That's what he's picked. <clears throat> right. You know, Jesus Christ wants us to commit to Him, right? To be in a relationship with God through Him and His sacrifice, and. And he wants us to be part of, go out and make disciples, right? Be a part of his church, his main method and mission in this world. Um, that's He's calling us to full commitment, right? Yeah. And so the church has to, the church has to once again say, I'm just recapping and we'll wrap up. The church has to once again say, hey, we ain't an organization or an institution like all these other things. We are a movement. We are a movement for all people in the name of Jesus Christ. And Jesus calls you to commit to that movement and right. commit to him and commit to that and grow in that commitment with him, grow in that commitment with, with his method to reach the world. Well, I, think it's, I think it is important. We, we even talked about the churches having mission statements mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. important that is. Yep. And you don't need to have your mission statement, you know, just on paper in an office, you know, filed somewhere. Right. It needs to be out in the church so the people can see what your mission yep. statement is and see if you are living out your mission Absolutely. statement. Absolutely. I think that I think that is so important, especially with those that are are not committed. If they see you actually living out your mission statements, Absolutely. Then they're probably a little more um, apt to be committed. Well, yeah, committed. I mean, because they're going to go, well, this is what they believe. This is what, this they is they what believe. they're yep. doing. And for me to be a part of this, I've got to do this with them too. And I'll now believe in it. And so I'm going to commit to it. Right. right. I mean, that's, I agree. I agree. It's important. Yeah. Well, Marcy, you did great, by the way. Thank you. Thank you so this much for joining us. Fun. Yeah, you did a really good job. I'm really glad you brought up this, this topic because it was one that was sort of like on the I don't know, on the fringes that we never really got to um, yeah, through all this. Yeah, it was kind of scary. I'm like, how can I talk to about this for 30 minutes or so? But it's... It's already been it's 54 already, minutes. Oh, my word. <laughs> I guess that says something. My husband says I can... I can talk all the time so me too maybe that's me too. true we, we get we, we me and valerie talk to our kids all the time we're like gosh they never stop talking and then we look at each other and we realize <laughs> they get it honestly both sides double oh, dose yeah. so 
Uh, Marcy, thank yeah. you so much. You guys make sure that you um, uh, you know give us a rating on wherever it is and share the episode. And then also check us out on uh, social media. We're on Facebook and we are on Instagram, uh, Messy Walk Podcast, and share those things and just connect with us and whatever you'd like. Um, if I, also, if you'd like to let us know a topic that you'd like to hear us discuss, feel free to drop that in there. We like to put those in. We've done that over the years, over the last year and a half. Um, when people say, hey, what did you talk about this? And we'll, we'll add it in there. So um, excited to have this episode come out when it comes out live. And then we will be rolling into a new series that we're not really sure what it is yet. Um, and so uh, as we roll in after the holidays and stuff. So, But we're thankful that you're here. Marcy, thankful for your insight. Um, Thank you. You guys not just, don't just listen and share, but also be in prayer about these things and um, connect and talk with each other about them. You know, I mean, we're not going to solve the problem Mm-mm. of the church decline in America if we don't just talk through it and then do something about it, right? Absolutely. Like if, 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 if Christ followers who heard this decided, okay, I'm going to make sure that I am committed, that would go a long way in showing other people what it really means to be a part of the church, don't just, what it really means. Don't just talk the talk. You yes. need to walk the walk. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys yep. so much. We will see you later. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.